Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. Welcome back. I'm really pumped to talk about why you're not really completing purchases on your website. This is something that keeps coming up. I get all these comments like, Emily, I'm getting so many ad to carts, but no one seems to be purchasing. What's going on? I don't understand. I've got the traffic. I'm doing the social media posts. I'm doing everything that you're saying, but why aren't people buying? I'm so confused. So I'm going to walk you through some of the steps that I take my clients through when we're starting to analyze what's going on in their website to hopefully give you some insight. You know, honestly, the thing about this is that as much as you think you know what's going on in your website, it always is a wonderful thing to have a third party come in and look at it, especially someone like me who's a retail expert, and really like analyze what's going on because so much of the time, there are these little things that you just can't see. And you're so close to it that you're never going to see it. I find that for me, a lot of times having a coach, being in coaching programs, getting feedback on my work, getting feedback on my process, that's when I actually start to have the big breakthroughs because I'm not swimming knee deep in my own process, knee deep in my own, like what's going on in my business. And I'm actually able to zoom out and see the perspective of someone who's totally new and, and looking at my business in a totally different way. So, you know, here's the thing. If you are in a position where you've just started your boutique business, you're thinking about, you know, what's going on? Why aren't these things working? I have figured out some of the biggest things that aren't allowing you to be successful in your new boutique business. And those are the things I walk you through in a course that I have called the Boutique Basics Bootcamp. Boutique Basics Bootcamp is one of my favorite courses. I like to call it like an introduction course, right? So it's perfect for you if you're just starting out in your boutique, if you are, you know, probably up to about six months in. These are key lessons that if you've read my book, you're actually going to be able to take steps in my book a little bit farther. And I have some really great workbooks in this course. So it's it's a six-module online self-study course that you can actually take right now. So all you have to do is go over to www.boutiquebasicsbootcamp.com. And this course is going to show you what might be missing in your process. Because a lot of the times when I dig into people who say they're having you know trouble, I dig into their website or I dig into their product assortment or I dig into their pricing, 
it's always the same stuff, to be honest with you. Like you're all coming at this fresh and new and maybe not having corporate retail experience. You're not seeing what the, the miss markers are, right? And so with Boutique Basics Bootcamp, I walk you through, there's like, I think over 10 hours of videos in there, trainings that I've done. And it walks you through module through module through, you know, figuring out who your ideal customer is, figuring out what your product assortment is and the pricing and how much of what you need. What, what is that opening order inventory that you need? You know, I get that question all the time. How much do I need to start? We tell you how to figure that out right in that boot camp. And then I talk through social media, how to do a launch, like getting yourself really off the ground. That course is just chocked full of so much good stuff. I can't recommend it enough. So if you're listening and you are still kind of in the process of starting up or you're a few months in, a few weeks in, and you're thinking, gosh, what am I missing? I read Emily's book. I feel like, you know, I've listened to all these podcasts, but I'm just still not totally seeing the full picture. Listen, Boutique Basics Bootcamp is going to get you there. It's available right now. Like I said, you can literally start automatically. You'll get the sign in to the course. It's completely self-study. So you could go through it in a day or you could go through it in a month. But it's one of my best courses. I really, really love it for someone who's just starting out or someone who's just kind of struggling with their messaging, struggling finding their ideal client. So many people take this bootcamp as sort of a prerequisite to six-figure blueprint. I like to say it's sort of the 101 course. So like I said, you can head on over to www.boutiquebasicsbootcamp and get yourself set up right there. Why do you have so many add to carts, but no one is checking out? Well, first and foremost, my very first tip for you in trying to figure out this mystery on your own website is to go through your own checkout. I find that like a lot of you guys haven't actually gone and tried to buy something on your own website. And this is like a key test factor to figure out what might be going on. Once you start to go through that process, you may or may not see some funky things going on. You might see that maybe your checkout isn't working right, or maybe people are getting confused because they're getting stuck on a page, right? So I want you to make sure, like, this is the very first thing. If you haven't done this, like, please go do this. This is super basic, okay? Go through your own checkout, and I'll tell you, go through it on your desktop and go through it on your mobile device, okay? You've got to go through it on both. I find, like, a lot of the people right now that I'm teaching Facebook ads to, They're just showing me all the analytics from their phone app. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't tell you everything. we got to look at it on your computer. So many of us are just like so used to doing things on our phone. There's certain things we just we really need to look at on our computer. And if you're more of a computer-based person, you've got to start looking at stuff on your phone, vice versa, right? You've got to see what these processes look like depending on how your customer is approaching you and your website because it's going to look different, right? Now, if you're using something like Shopify or you're using, you know, a modern e-commerce cart platform, it's going to have mobile view and it should be mobile responsive. That's something that, you know, that's a non-negotiable at this point. Everything needs to be very mobile responsive. So, you know, a lot of times I found that sometimes when you look at it on mobile, maybe your pop-up's too big. Maybe someone's going through the checkout and your 10% off coupon pop-up comes up and it blocks the whole screen. 
You never know, right? And then if someone blocks the whole screen, they can't get back, they're stuck, right? Like you've got to understand if you've checked out on Amazon enough, which like I hope you all have. I mean, I think we're all using Amazon at this point. I'm using it just as much on my phone app as I am using it on the desktop. And I think that it's really important to analyze someone like Amazon, analyze someone like Nordstrom, analyze someone big like a Macy's, right? Go to their websites, check out. You don't have to like go all the way through and, you know, put your credit card in, but analyze their checkout. See what they're doing. Compare it to your own. Like we don't have to start from scratch here. These are companies that are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to make sure that their cart checkout process is as streamlined as possible, as optimized as possible. So using them as a really nice benchmark and seeing how that works, how that operates, you should be doing that. I would even suggest, honestly, I know a lot of you who have boutiques send me screenshots and send me, you know, oh, this big boutique's doing this, this big boutique's doing that. You know what? Like go through their checkout process, see what they're doing. Are they doing something differently than you're doing? Are they maybe using an app on Shopify that you could be using? Like who knows, right? There's a lot of things that are very parallel and we don't have to start from scratch. So make sure that you're going through your own process. That's so important. All right, second here is I want to make sure that as you're having people check out, it's very easy for them to do so. So one of the things I'm notorious for in terms of my own online checkout process when I'm doing my own deal, right, when I'm going online shopping for myself, is I don't like to create an account, on websites. Like I don't want them to store my credit card. I don't want them to store my information. Like they're going to get my information when I make that purchase anyway. So for me to go through having to create account and then come back and have to remember my password and like, oh, like I just, you guys know how this works, right? Hashtag like password fail. Like I'm constantly forgetting my passwords. I'm constantly trying to store them on things. And you know, honestly, if you don't give your customer the opportunity to sign out and and check out as a guest where they don't have to create a whole account, you're going to miss out. People are going to be like, heck no, I am not creating an account. I don't even know these people. Maybe it's my first time experiencing them. I don't know what they're going to do with my data. And like, guys, people don't really look at privacy policies and all that jazz. And so, you know, they're going to assume that you're safe, but like a lot of people still have some internet insecurities. You know, they think, oh, is my credit card going to get stolen? Is my address going to get stolen? What are they, you know, if I create an account, what is that tracking? You know, the fact that they've been to your website, if you have your pixel from Facebook on your website, it's already tracking them. We know that, right? But like the other piece of it is you have to let people sign out as a guest. Now, when you do that, of course, you're going to collect their email. You're going to have to get their address and all that jazz because you're shipping it to them. So to have a screen, which I've seen this on a lot of websites, we just recently fixed this on one of my clients' websites. You know, when you add it to cart and then you went to check out, it brought you to this full screen and it said either remember, you know, my login or create an account. And I was like, whoa, no, like this is where it's all going wrong. So if that's something that you're doing, just make sure you're not doing that. You've got to let people sign out as a guest. That is so important. All right. Now, the third tip I have for you here is, are you making it easy once people add to their cart? Are you making it easy for them to do two, one of two things, okay? So let's think about the thought process of a customer, right? We're coming, we find something we like, we add it to the cart. 
Two things I want to be very easy. One, I want to be able to get to the cart easily because I just might want that thing and I might want to be done, right? So making sure that you can easily get to that checkout, wherever that is. So a lot of times on Shopify, once you add something to your cart, it will show you what's in your cart, right? Not all checkouts do that. If you're using something like a Squarespace or a big commerce or, you know, WooCommerce plugin on WordPress, something like that, you might not be able to do that. It might not do it automatically. So I just want to make sure that happens, right? So that I add to cart. And then boom, I get to go to my cart. Now, once I'm at my cart, I want to have an option of checking out or adding more. Okay, this is sometimes where we can't go back to where we were and we get sort of stuck. Again, like we're what we're doing as we're testing this, right, is we're constantly seeing like, Where would a customer get stuck? Where would a customer stop? Where would a customer not want to keep going? And we have to be really real with ourselves, okay? Like at a certain point, you've got to understand that people are going to want to see their shopping cart and then maybe they're going to want to go back and shop, right? Maybe I have 15 things in my cart and then I'm going to remove. Is it easy for me to remove things? All of these things like you should be thinking about. One of the things my dad always said, you know, if you don't know this, I went to art school I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in surface pattern design, which means I designed fabrics and and patterns for apparel. That's my background. And then I I was a merchant and, you know, learned the business side of all of that in my careers. But, you know, when I was in art school and really like kind of diving deep into my work there, one of the things my dad always said to me was like, you know, Emily, you can't fall in love with your work especially when you're a designer, especially when you're developing products that are going to be used by someone other than you. So I want you to start to think in this way, okay? This is why a lot of times I launch things and then they get adjusted and I launch things and then they, you know, and there's constantly, I'm, I'm never satisfied to a full extent with what I've done. I'm always adjusting and changing things on the back end. You might not see it, but I always am looking, seeing where are their hiccups, where are their holes. Oh, should we rename this? I recently renamed one of my courses. I originally launched it and called it Retail Mindset Makeover. And the weird thing is that many, many, many people <laughs> kept repeating the course name back to me, but they were saying Retail Money Mindset, Retail Money Mindset. And I was like, I, I heard that and I didn't correct them. At first, I wanted to, you know, because I'm like, well, that's not what it's called. That's not what I named it. What I realized is that people wanted to know more about retail money mindset. They didn't really, they weren't excited about a retail mindset makeover. They were concerned about retail money mindset. And so I changed the name of that course when I relaunched it as a self-study. And, you know, honestly, like we had to go back in and we had to adjust a bunch of stuff. But, I, you know, I kind of had to do it because what I realized is that, that name wasn't resonating with people the way it was resonating with me. This money mindset thing was resonating. So I had to be flexible and learn that it's okay to go back in and change what you've done. And I think with your website, this is a huge piece of it, right? Is that when you don't fall in love with your work, when you see it as an ongoing evolution and you see it as a process that's constantly being refined until you get it to be really, you know, streamlined and people are adding to cart and then checking out you know, that's when you can start to really say, oh, all right, I can take a breather here. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect process. So knowing and being open to adjusting, you know, whatever's going on is so important. 
Now, the last thing I want to make sure that you're doing, if you're having this add to cart situation, now in Shopify, this is a really easy thing. In other ways, I can't totally advise. I know that some shopping platforms will let you do this easily. Some, it might be uh, some kind of coding, things like that to add in. But guys, you've got to be sending abandoned cart emails. Like this is a non-negotiable anymore. If you've ever come and almost checked out with me for one of my courses, the minute you enter your email, I'm like, and then you disappear, I'm sending you an email an hour to six hours later, depending on what stage of a launch I'm in. I'm sending you an abandoned cart email. I'm saying like, whoa, hey, wait, did you forget to check out? Like, don't forget. (laughs) Come back. You know, we have a lot of times we get distracted, right? I know I'm the type of person where I've added things to my cart and then I've been like, oh my gosh, look at what time it is. I got to run to this thing. So if you're not sending abandoned cart emails, you need to be, okay? The first one should always just be like, hey, we're selling out of this item really quickly. Put a sense of urgency on it. Make sure that people know like, hey, this is a hot selling item. You're going to want to grab it because we have a really limited quantity. That's always going to help get people back right? If they don't come back, you might want to send a second one. Hey, we're only holding this for another two hours. You know, put some, again, put some urgency on it. And then maybe you send one the next day that gives them a little discount code, 5% off, 10% off, $5 off, something like that. And that might get them back, right? But this abandoned cart email, number one, even if you just have one getting sent out, thank you. If you have a whole funnel after it, even better, okay? This is something that can easily be set up on Shopify. It's an automatic thing. You can go into your settings and turn your abandoned cart email notifications on. (laughs) And then uh, if you have your Shopify link to MailChimp, you can set up that funnel in MailChimp. It's really easy. All right. So I'm hoping that after listening to this, you're going back, you're looking at your website as a customer would, and you're seeing where those stop gaps are. You're thinking through the process of how people are really interfacing with you and your website. That should always be evolving, always be something that you want to have on your radar until it feels right, until it feels like everyone is checking out, or at least, you know, 20% of add to cards are are checking out. You know, we need to kind of get that percentage up over time. So thanks so much for listening. I'll see you again on another episode of Booster Boutique. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.